Welcome to Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. I'm film critic Gary Kogel, and today Tom Cruise is running frantically to save his life and the lives of others in his new action sequel, Mission Impossible Fallout. One hint, it's a lot better than you think. And when you fly on the airlines, do you watch movies? Well, we do, especially lately. So we'll spend some time talking about watching movies we didn't see in theaters, but watched while in the air. And I'm wine expert Haley Hamilton Kogel. So for this week's Mission Impossible pairing, we'll toast with a wine that's often an impossible mission to create. One of the finest wines in the world hailing from the country that most of the film takes place in, the fabulous French sticky Sauterne. And a friend of ours who also watches a lot of films on planes also just happens to make some stellar wines. So we will toast a few of our recent air viewings with some of his wines from Paso Robles, the lovely epic wines from Bill and Liz Armstrong. And Gary and I are headed back to the mainland for a quick trip in August to Dallas to host our Dallas Uncorked Harvest Dinner on August 19th with Amici Sellers at Saloom. Amici is Italian for friend, so for all of our listening friends, we would love to have you join us for this very special evening benefiting the stew pot of Dallas. We'll have more details on that later in the show, but first, Gary, let's talk about Mission Impossible. Okay, and before we talk about this movie, which I really, really liked a lot, I was yes. geeked out to see it. Oh, we have a special guest. Our dog Yoda <laughs> is sitting on your lap. Yoda is with us. While the wind is blowing 30 miles an hour outside, outside. and there's all kinds of stuff going on, <laughs> and it's, it's fantastic, because if we're going to be a family and talk about wine and film, we have to include the entire family. Well, and if anyone does follow my Instagram feed, you saw the photo of Yoda sitting in my suitcase, and he basically is telling us he doesn't ever want us to go away again. So he's with us today. We're happy to have a special guest. And we have a dog named Yoda. <laughs> yeah, a dog named Yoda. Okay, Mission Impossible Fallout. It's a budget of around $178 million, just shy of 200 It's yeah, a huge, it's huge, the credits go on for about 25 minutes. <laughs> Uh, it made $61 million opening weekend just in America. It's $155 million in three days just worldwide opening weekend. So it's going to get its money back really fast and, Very fast. and be just fine. Uh, it's the second largest Tom Cruise opening weekend behind War of the Worlds, which wow. was a Spielberg film. That opened, I, I think, at $65 million. So you've got Tom Cruise and Ving Rhames, whom I love, yes. who unfortunately had a bad incident in his home recently, which is just really... Insanity. Insanity. Uh, Simon Pegg from Hot Stuff, and, and, and I, I love Simon Pegg, yeah. the British actor. Alec Baldwin is really good in this film. He is film. very good. And the more you see him on Saturday Night Live or in the news because sometimes he's kind of ridiculous kind of going crazy um, he's a really good actor mm-hmm. and he's and he reflects that in this Rebecca Ferguson who Mich- I like very much yeah and Michelle Monaghan it's very good Angela Bassett has a little role and Henry Cavill Superman is in it Superman <laughs> Superman's a bad guy yeah it's written and directed by Christopher McQuarrie who did Mission Impossible Rogue Nation which I thought was a good film Jack Reacher uh, but he also wrote screenplays for the Mummy with Tom Cruise, which was not a good film at all. <laughs> but he wrote The Usual Suspects. Which is great. Back in 1995. And he wrote Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Cruise, Bill Paxton film, and Emily Blunt, which I like. And this one is produced by J.J. Abrams and Tom Cruise. J.J. Uh, mich- Abrams makes good films. I like everything J.J. Abrams does. You can kind of k- count on him. Well, huh? he turned around He turned around all kinds of things, including Star, Star Wars exactly. and Star Trek. And he's that guy that goes in and makes things right because right. he loves movies. Uh, this is a mission gone wrong. It's a race against time to save lives, to save the world. It's in Paris. It's in London. It's on rooftops. It's underwater. It's on boats. 
It's on helicopters. It's so unrealistic, but it's so It fun. makes no <laughs> sense whatsoever. <laughs> you know, I think I like this more than you, and here's why I like this film. I, I have not liked anything Tom Cruise has yeah. done very much lately. And, uh, you know, he's been in some great films, and he was the setup guy. You know, he's the guy in Rain Man. He's mm-hmm. the guy in The Color of Money. He's born on the 4th of July. These are great. These are not good films, but great, great films. films. Sure. And this isn't in that league. But as an action film, it delivers over the top, and it's just a blast to watch. Yeah. And he, Tom Cruise keeps looking into the into the other character's eyes and saying, I've got it. I've, I'll take care of it. And you go, there's no way you're going to get out of this alive. And he goes, I've got it. And you have to take that, um, not with a grain of salt, but as truth in this movie, he does have it. You know, they're, they're not going to kill Tom Cruise in a Mission Impossible. But I'm not giving anything away. And I, I kind of really liked it. I thought the action scenes are good. This is a good director, and he's kind of found his, his niche. Yeah. And everything about it works. Also, it reminded me of uh, a TV show we love, which is uh, where they travel around the world. Uh, Amazing Race. Amazing Race meets Jason Bourne meets James Bond. They do extraordinary things. Yeah. They have lots of fights and chases. <laughs> and, then it's, and you can kind of see the world, but Paris flies by you very fast. And it's a travelogue <laughs> because Paris is beautiful. Yes. And, and, I mean, they shot in Norway. They shot in New Zealand. You know, they shot in east parts of Eastern Europe and I, in, in London. London. Mm-hmm. And, and it just is kind of breathtaking. And they figure out weird, very high angles at the tops of buildings or dangling from helicopters. I think Cruz broke his leg or damages his leg on one of the stunts so um i I liked it i think i think this one delivers it's way in the high 90s on rotten tomatoes i I don't care these films i don't care that much about rotten tomatoes but i care about paris and london and all this and he has a scene where he sprints all through london is it on the rooftops of london is in paris yeah and I don't know how he got on the rooftops, or how, <laughs> but he runs a full sprint for about 10, Ten minutes. minutes. It's like, <laughs> and there's no way humanly possible <laughs> you can do any that. sprinter in the and, world. And a do leather that. jacket. That's the other side. How does he keep this jacket on the whole time? And he gets the tar beaten out of him. He just gets the daylight beaten out of him. And he stands up again. <laughs> and he's got a black suit and a white shirt on. It looks good. So, yeah. So, okay. pa- pair that young lady. So, well, I just thought, you know, you can easily pair this film really with any wine, I think from France, because so much of it does kind of have, have, have Paris as it's a, French heavy as a, yeah. as a base, which we love because we were just there. And so, you know, you could certainly do a great Bordeaux red. You could do anything really from Loire Valley. Cause it's right next to Paris, just yeah. 12 kilometers away. Um, but I wanted to kind of do a wine that, that is often kind of a miracle that it could actually be produced. Is it a mission impossible to it's, make this wine? It's an impossible mission quite often. Wow. So, and that's, that's Sauterne, which is basically the French sticky made from, uh, Simeon and Sauvignon Blanc produced basically when Botrytis affects the grapes and creates this kind of noble rot. So basically when you leave fruit on vines and the conditions are perfect, so the you, you leave ripe fruit on vines. So basically ripe fruit is going past being ripe. And a... Almost a, raisiny? A kind of this noble rot does yeah. come through and it's basically because of of perfect conditions, which yeah. kind of create a mildew or a a a fung, you know, kind of a a, a mold. Yeah, it's mold. It's mold on these grapes, and what that actually and, and I had what it actually does is it does kind of raise in the grapes. It basically takes the moisture out, so the juice that's left is highly highly concentrated. It's it makes the grapes look 
terrible. I, I had a chance to visit Sauternes several years ago, and and to see see the betriotized grapes is fascinating. And, and I'll they put love some, it. I'll put some yeah. photos on our um, on our website blog when we do uh, the kind of rundown from the film because it's it's fascinating to see those grapes. It's 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 like the a black kind yeah. of powdery mildew on the grapes but it, the juice then that's left inside it's just it's like honey it's yeah. it's it's so concentrated it's so sweet it's this super you know sticky honey and and it's, it's, and white flower and and but also kind of spicy with ginger and and uh, you know, kind of bringing in. It's, there's still acidity. There's still freshness, but also this really golden, rich, intoxicating elixir that makes so many people insane. You know, Chateau de Kim is probably the most famous sauterne, and that can be anywhere. You know, depending upon the vintage, two hundred dollars for a, a three hundred and seventy-five. A small skinny body um, bottle, bottle yeah. to you know upwards of of thousands of dollars if you get into some of the older vintages. But you can also find some that are are as completely affordable, you know, maybe a, a $25 to $50 bottle, um, again, and kind of the smaller 375 And it's an ender, not a starter, right? It's a sticky. And so if you so do, it's a, it's a dessert wine. Right. And so if you're going to... Is that what sticky to, means? But you could also pair it with foie gras. You could also pair it oh, yes. with, um, with something that's savory because then you bring in... Uh, the you could pair it with a with a cheese with a soft cheese truffles because no, no you wouldn't want really. to do that because yeah. it's you know you want to no. they they no. contradict each other too much yeah. but you want it would it would accentuate something that is savory like a foie and something that is fatty because you need that richness to kind of pair with it but also has the tropical fruit and the quince and the and the pineapple kind of notes that will um, add a layer of of kind of freshness with all that kind of sweet golden richness. And they can be pricey. I mean, I love drinking Sauternes. Yeah. And usually it's usually it's near the end of a meal for me. Right, right. But yes, it's classically paired with foie. Right. And yeah. if you are going to pair it with a dessert, that's also a difficult pairing because you don't want to pair it with chocolate. It would have to be more like a fruit based yeah. or a, a, yeah. like a, a tart of some sort, a lemon or a fruit tart of some sort instead of chocolate because it would just kind of wipe out the whole the whole pairing, but very, very special, special wine that, that really, if the conditions are, are right. And, you know, as, as climate change takes, takes fold, there are, and, and honestly, as palate changes, uh, as palates change, there are a lot of, of classic Sauternes wine that producers that aren't actually making, making Sauternes sticky. They're instead just doing a traditional kind of still wine from the Semillon or from the Sauvignon Blanc. That was like kind of interesting relevation or, or to, to see some of, of, of what's going on in Sauternes. Who knew that mold would be so yummy? Well, and, and so perfectly paired with Mission Impossible. I know. And I, I like the film and we love a yeah. Sauternes. <laughs> and in some ways I, like, I love the film too. So when we come back on Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, an honest discussion about watching movies on the airlines, which usually means movies that we missed the first time around in local theaters or something that we just heard about and have to catch up on. And of course, some excellent epic wines to go with those films. And we will be right back. Gary, you know how much we love sharing our wine discoveries with you, our listeners. We found that often the best wines come from winemakers with passion, as the story behind the wine in the vineyard is often as special as the juice in the bottle. But 
Sometimes these premium quality small case production wines are simply impossible to find. And that's exactly why we want you to know about Wine Access. They make it so easy to find these delicious, and I like the term, handcrafted wines that we know you're going to love. Exactly, like the wines of Julian Fayard. Yes. You remember we did our Dallas and Cork dinner with Julian yep. a few years ago. He makes the beautiful Azure Rosé that sends wine. us over the moon. His Covert Cab, really, really beautiful wines they have available that you really can't find elsewhere. And they also have that incredible bottle of Chateau de Kemp that I just paired with Mission Impossible. So Wine Access is a team of wine experts. They're kind of Mission Impossible, who <laughs> taste thousands of bottles every year, just like Haley. From well-known wineries to small hidden gems, and they're from all over the world. And through a carefully curated process, Wine Access hand-selects the very best to offer us. Wines that over-deliver in value, tasting as though they cost twice as much. Isn't that really what we want to find? We talk about this we all wanna, the time. We want a $30 bottle that tastes like a $300 bottle. Thank you very much. And so when their team actually selects each and every one of these wines and they include them on their site, they actually include the story of each wine, which is something I love. Like I said, the story makes the wine. And so to include the story of the wine and the winemaker and to know that all of these are such premium quality, I think that that's just something so special and unique that Wine Access gives. And we are so excited about this company and their mission that we want you to try Wine Access too. So we've arranged an exclusive limited time offer. You're going to get 20% off these great wines that already over deliver on price. You can order as many bottles as you like, but to take advantage of this offer, you must go now to our special URL. Here it is wineaccess.com slash Cogill. Just check them out. We really do think you're going to be as impressed with their selections as we are. And this offer won't last, so order now to get this fantastic 20% off deal. It makes me smile. For full details, you go to my special URL, wineaccess.com slash Cogill, C-O-G-I-L-L. You just go right now, wineaccess.com slash Cogill, C-O-G-I-L-L. Welcome back to Cogill Wine and Film, a perfect pairing. So when you travel on the airlines, do you watch older classic movies or do you try to catch up on the films you might have missed in theaters? Since we've been both traveling a lot lately, here are some films that we decided to watch while flying. And I want to ask you this question too. Do you watch classic films most of the time or new films? There are there are two films that pretty much on every... I have two films on my iPad that I usually watch yeah. when I um, am traveling abroad because I know that... I can watch them in a hotel room as I, as I fall asleep, and it will make me so happy every single time. But I'll get to those yeah, in a we'll second. Get to but um, but I kind of watch whatever we missed the first time around. So there's a whole bunch of bad films on the airlines, and then but they have a lot of good classic films on the airlines too. But people have been calling me and emailing me saying, have you seen Blockers? <laughs> and I went, no, Blockers is a movie that I looked really probably stupid. Missed. I don't want to watch that. So, I'm so glad we watched so it. So <laughs> it's 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Once again, I say bad things about Rotten Tomatoes, but I'm going to also say that 83% of the critics liked it. And it stars Leslie Mann and wrestler John, John Cena, Cena. Yeah. and their parents. So it's a teen comedy, but it's really half of it's about the parents right. because the kids are graduating from high school, three girls, different sets of parents, and they all know each other. And their girls are going off to high school prom and they all vow to have sex for the first time. Oh my God. The parents find out about it and they're called blockers. <laughs> Can't say the whole word, but they're blockers. And so, and so they spend the night trying to keep their kids from having sex. And about every other line in the movie to me is really dry and funny. 
And listen, it's not the greatest movie of the world. I don't think it's. I think Forty Year Old Virgin is like the epic of these kind yeah. of raunchy comedies. There's there's a handful of others, yeah. but I love Forty Year Old Virgin. But this is getting there. It's in the ballpark. It's maybe you know just off the infield of it. But it, it, some of it just made me kind of giggle and laugh. And I I like Leslie Mann a lot. We like Leslie Mann. And you told me, because you had watched it before I did, and you're like, oh, my God, you have to watch Blockers on the next flight. And I'm glad so I did. So just listen to what Haley just said. <laughs> I'm pulling my wife aside at the airport, and I go, are you going to watch Blockers? <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's like we're talking about To Kill a Mockingbird in Lawrence of Arabia. And now nah, I'm going to watch Blockers. <laughs> I'm glad we did, though. It is. Okay. It's funny. So it's, it's funny, and it's yes. really... Dirty, it's very dirty and, and really raunchy, and, and, and there's a handful of scenes that are just really, really funny. It, so, it yeah. was very fun. Just and know so, where you're getting into. Yes, these yeah. three girls that are filled with hopes and excitement about their big prom night, anticipating the great possibilities of what the night would hold. So it seems that Epic's possibility seems a perfect fit for. Uh, You're my pairing wine, wine with pairing. blockers. Yes, this and, makes me and happy. as I said, um, whenever we return from a trip, our friend Bill Armstrong, he and his wife own uh, Epic Wines in Paso, always sends us his rundown of what he's watched on a plane, and I think his flights are significantly longer than ours because yes. we'll watch three films on uh, on a flight to the mainland. He'll watch wherever he's going. Six, yes, like eight. twelve. Yeah. <laughs> a rundown, and then he'll give us a nice review. Yes, of, it. of each one. Which which is always fun. So I wanted, like I said, we wanted to pair a few of our films with some of his wines. So Possibility is their dessert wine. It's produced, as we were just talking about dessert wines, produced uh, from Syrah and Grenache Blanc. Seems a perfect fit for any end of a meal. When you say um, epic, how do you spell it? Not E-P-I-C. E-P-O-C-H. E-P-O-C-H. Yes, okay, is their epic. winery. Okay. Um, it's a fortified wine uh, made from slightly overripe fruit, gives a juicy, punchy start, which I also think mm-hmm. kind of pairs well with these girls. I'm punchy. Um, and then has a lot of cherry and pomegranate notes with a little bit of wild rose. So kind of a nice little little pairing for these girls. I thought that'd yeah. be perfect. Okay, I watched All the Money in the World I watched on the it airline. Also. So yeah. that was an Oscar contender that really didn't become an Oscar contender. Right. Because at the time they had they fired they Kevin, they Kevin reshot Spacey, all yeah. of Kevin Spacey's scenes right and and listen it's a really well made film mm-hmm. I think it's a B plus not an A though and I think it's a better looking film than it actually is a movie but I I, I think it's good mm-hmm. I think it's a really interesting it's so sad well, I think it's she, Michelle Williams and Christopher Plummer who replaced yeah. Kevin Spacey and, and they're fine they're good yeah. in it I I do wonder how the film would have been if Kevin Spacey had had been in it though because I I personally I like Christopher Plummer a lot. It just was a little dry right. I thought from him and that I'm curious and that's you know the character he's playing but it doesn't kind of make you curious of how the film might have been. Yeah, and it's a kidnapping movie. It's a kidnapping movie and the mother, you know, from a wealthy family is trying to find the kidnapper. And of course the father's not grandfather so who's not a billionaire. Right. Well, kind of reminds me of Secession on C- on TV. Yes, a little we're watching bit. Succession. Right Succession, now, yes, and uh, and how they're not going to do anything and they're all dysfunctional. But she's always really good. And once again, what's the movie we like her in because she smiles and sings? Um, the Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman. Yes. Yeah, but it's another one of her. I've got to cry a lot and get no. through this with my kid, kind of thing. So that, that's my idea. I like I liked I liked it though when I watched it on a plane. 
Usually, big movies like that look better in theaters right. than on a little small plane screen. But it's a, it's a pretty good film. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So for all the money in the world, like I said, I had seen it as well. Thought that Epic's veracity would be a good veracity pairing. So the meaning of veracity. Yeah. What's that mean? The quality of being true, mm-hmm. honest, and accurate. Yep. Which I think we kind of saw play out in this film. It's kind of the their nod to a classic kind of Chateauneuf de Pop. So um, a GS Grenache Syrah Mouved blend. Um, your classic kind of Rhone red varieties. Rhone varieties mm-hmm. do really well in Paso. I think that's for Paso's kind of a a, a, a smorgasbord of of. Every you know of everything that so many different varieties can do so well within the the region because of the different kind of slopes and and exposure to the Pacific and and so everything from Cabernet to Sauvignon Blanc to your own varieties all do really really well in Paso and so um, thought that this would kind of be a really lovely pairing. It's hearty, it's rich, but it's not too overpowerful. Mm-hmm. It's not overbearing. It's not too jammy. It's not too fruity. It kind of has that earthiness that I think a classic Chateauneuf or, or these beautiful Rhone wines really kind of have. But I like that fun. you picked Bill and Liz's wine as veracity. Yeah. Because that's just perfect for that. Because yeah. that's, you know, somebody's got to come through and do the right thing in that movie and it happens. Yeah. Okay, so a classic film that I might watch. Yes. Um, and it's not really a classic film, but if I take, t- you know, I'm, I go back to all these old four-hour movies, Lawrence of Arabia, To Kill a Mockingbird, Dr. Schwago, but I'll take The Dark Knight with me anytime. Yeah. And if The Dark Knight is available, I'll watch the first hour because, I mean, once they get near the last 30 minutes of that film, it doesn't hold up as much. Man, that's one of the, I think in that genre, that's the best of that genre ever made. And that opening sequence... You know where, where they, they they rob the bank and they right. go off in the bus and yeah. everybody's killing everybody else and that music score and I just I love everything about watching mm-hmm. Heath Ledger that scene where he comes in and Maggie Gyllenhaal and he grabs her and that cocktail scene he grabs those people and throws drinks around he's just God it's just, that is great filmmaking to me so I I love that film. Anyway, what's the what's the one that you travel with? So I, I always, like I said, two films on my iPad yeah. always watch. Um, Midnight in Paris is one. Midnight in Paris. And then. With Dallas is uh, Owen Wilson. With Owen Wilson. The, the highest grossing Woody Allen film of all time. One of my favorites. I could watch it. In fact, I, I, I huh. think I watched it twice this past trip. I was gone for a while, but um, watched it on the plane as well as on my iPad. Uh, and they spend time in Paris. They The, the whole the yeah. whole, it, that's the whole, yeah. <laughs> the whole film is Midnight in Paris. You're shocked that I know that? <laughs> well, they're walking around oh. Versailles, too, at one point. Yes, yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. cute. I'm helping you out. Um, and then the other is Pride and Prejudice, which, you know, I love. I could just, you know, fall in love with Mr. Darcy any moment. Um, so Who's thought, on succession. Who is on, and, and not, completely uh, opposite. I was going to say, is not Mr. Darcy He's so on this far TV from Darcy show. on that. Yeah. It's um, Kira Knightley, though, isn't it's it? It's Kira Knightley. It's it's like, it's um, Carrie Mulligan. It's, yes. it, it's uh, Donald Sutherland. Um um, Rosamund Pike. It's it's a really great cast of of kind of these girls that weren't really as discovered yet. Jenna Jenna um, oh, Jenna Elfman. No, no, not Elfman. Uh, but uh, I know who you're talking about. Um, but, but then they, you know, who have all kind of grown up and and all of them have really great careers, and so that's exciting to see. But I just I just love it. It's just yeah, I can I can take a period. 
piece. Give me some historical romance. Any That's day. a director and, of atonement. I know. Yeah. And and I, I love his films. So thought would be fun to pair our last of, of Bill and Liz's wines with a um, kind of sister film name because along with Pride and Prejudice, we okay. also think of Sense and Sensibility, and they have an epic sensibility. We do love Sense and Sensibility as well. Oh my God, Emma Thompson won the Oscar for writing that screenplay based on the Jane Austen novel. Emma Thompson. Oh my gosh. And Kate Winslet. Every guy in the world and needs to see Sense and Sensibility. Yes. And Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman and the great Hugh Grant. Yes. Such who, a great Who's film. all kind of flustered. He's very, and well, and he's very fluffed. Overfluffed. <laughs> he's very fluffed. That's, that's the movie where Emma Thompson cries because she's so happy. Yes. That rarely just, happens you know, in movies. Jane Austen just writes such beautiful words about romance. and. But the wine that you're yes, so referring to, pair, to as sensibility. Yes, is epic sensibility. It's 100% Grenache. It's fermented in concrete. And aged in concrete and neutral barrels. So there's a real lovely freshness and purity and just great fruit. But Yoda agrees as he's shaking his little tail is the perfect wine. So thought that would be fun. I like that idea. Yes. So, so one more film real yes. quick. I watched Game Night. We both did. So Game Night's better made than these films ever are. This is actually a pretty well-made film. And I liked it a lot, actually. Um, and, and it's Jason Bateman. And there, you know, it's a bunch of people that have game nights at their home. I'm not, I'm not a game night person. You don't come over to our house and then I make you play charades all night. Uh, but some people do, and so I, I, I admire gamers. You know who does? Chablis and John Lindquist. They love Chablis. Will play a game. You have a cousin named I do, Chablis, and we've talked about Chablis before. Um, yeah, she'll shop. play a game. She'll play a game anytime yeah. you give her one. So they, so they have an elaborate game night, and then uh, and then the brother comes back, and then they set up. Uh, it reminds me of the movie. I think it's called The Game with Michael Douglas. Yes, that was a very different movie. That's a very That's, dark, different yes, movie. Very dark. This is kind of a, another raunchy comedy. It's yeah. not blockers. No. But it's, it's called Game. And I actually think it's a pretty good film. It's so fun. Yeah, it's we really both, fun. I thought it was Because they're was all nerds yeah. and they're geeked out. And the neighbor who's a cop... <laughs> Is, is really disturbingly funny. It's a great character. Okay, game night. It's a great character. So, yeah. yes. Uh, Watched it on a plane and got another 83%. And we were very, on, on yes, Tomatoes. we were very happy to, to see. I'm glad. Rachel we, McAdams is I'm, in that film. I'm glad yeah. we saw Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Really, really very fun. So, we're going to steer away now from Epic and we're going to move on to what I think is the perfect pairing for game night because it's all about friendship. So, okay. seems ideal to pair game night with the wines of Amici Cellars. So Amici, yeah. Amici in Italian means friends, as I had mentioned. And so the winery was started over 25 years ago by friends Bob Shepard and native Texan John Harris. Uh, they basically kind of began by purchasing fruit from throughout Napa Valley and Sonoma through handshake deals. They both kind of had different careers, wanted to get into, into the wine industry, and, and really started sourcing fruit to produce what I think are, are just some of the, the most approachable yet beautiful, beautiful wines. They're, some of their, their vineyards that they work with are from our buddy... Our, our Beckstoffer friends, right. um, they use they have fruit from both the Missouri Hopper Vineyard as well as Tokalon. They um, have Heinz Vineyard and Sonoma. They have um, they work with Rutherford fruit. They work with with uh, some of the some of the most 
reliable Napa Valley Cabernet wines yeah. I think you can find. Really good stuff. And I'm so excited good. because we are going to um, work with them. John is actually going to join us in Dallas on August 19th for our Dallas Uncorked Harvest Dinner. We are partnering again with our very dear friend Abraham Saloom to have the dinner at his place at Saloom starting at 630 Abraham sent me the menu yesterday. It is just gorgeous. Once again, I I'm I always know everything that that Abraham will do is gonna just be is he's gonna knock it out of the ballpark because his pairings are so completely spot on, imaginative, seasonal, interesting, and and I think to pair with some of these wines that we are pouring, we're gonna be pouring the Tokalon. Uh, Cabernet. Wow. We've got their Reserve uh, Napa Valley Cabernet. Wow. Um, really, really gorgeous Sonoma uh, Chardonnay. Some some really lovely, lovely pairings that I think are gonna are gonna please all of our our mm-hmm. guests. And and then like and I we'll said, raise some money too. Do a good job. We're gonna benefit two different things. Mainly the Stew Pot of Dallas, which we always do for this um, for our harvest dinner, as well as we're gonna give some money back to some of our Hawaii friends that yeah. that you know we are still having a, a volcanic <laughs> eruption here in Hawaii, and there are so many different organizations here that are trying to help out some of. Our, our local neighbors that have been affected. So excited to be able to give back um, to our island a little bit that way. But if you go to our website, it's dallasoncork.org. Uh, tickets are available now. They're $120 each, and we would love to see you guys there. Big wines, big dinner. We'll be there, and we want to see your face. Yeah, Gary, We want to see your face. It's quick, but we would love to see you guys. Okay, let's do this. You yes. know what? <laughs> way to go, Yoda. <laughs> yeah. We're having a massive yeah. windstorm. Yes. Yoda's been really, really good. Next time on Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, more new films arriving in local theaters with wines to match, and, of course, stories to tell. So but for more on the films or wines we talked about today, please check out our blog on cogillconsulting.com or through Facebook. Be sure to follow Gary as well on Twitter at Gary Cogill. And to see what we're drinking now, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dallas Uncorked. You can't follow Yoda, but we do. And with that, I'm Gary Cogill. And as usual, I'm looking for the next great film. I'm Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine. Join us next time on Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. Aloha.